Hello there, and welcome to the Panic Attack with Big John. Uh, if you're on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe. And if you're on... Wait a minute. For those of you listening in podcast land, I'm like my stogie right now. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, ditto. Um, those of you on YouTube will see I have a earpiece dangling. This is my microphone uh, so that I can podcast and record video at the same time. Um, I didn't want to beat the corona virus into the ground because everyone else is, but I have some opinions. Um, here in the Buckeye State, through the uh, Ohio Gaming Commission, the Gov, Governor DeWine, a friend and mentor of mine, ordered casinos to only allow 100 people on the casino floor at a time. This included staff and patrons. So how does a a casino takes a lot of staff to run? Uh, There have to be people there to cash you out. There have to be people there to service the machines. Um, So when he made this uh, announcement on uh, Friday evening, um, casinos just said, to heck with it, we're closing everything at midnight. And uh, everyone was ushered out. And I tried to get into a casino um, at a, just about 12 o'clock, 11.59, and I think it turned 12 as I was pulling into the driveway and security backed their uh, SUV up across uh, the driveway and I was not allowed in. I um, I pulled up alongside him, rolled my window down, and he just yelled, closed, very politely, um, but closed. And I said, okay, thanks, and went about my merry way. Uh, today, uh, it was Saturday, uh, star date, March the 15th, 2020, we have now in the great state of Ohio, no more dine-in restaurants nor bars. At 9 p.m., the governor closed all of the bars and restaurants you can still use the drive-through 
Uh, you can still get carry out and take out orders. But as far as dine in, restaurants are closed indefinitely. And that is scary. Uh, I, like I said, I didn't want to beat this uh, Corona thing into the ground because it's just white noise. But I have an opinion. This is uh, number one factoid. This whole thing is showing ye that the government that is big enough to give you everything is big enough to take everything away. And that's what they're doing. I want you to sit and ponder that for uh, about five seconds. Got it? Uh, I'm going to play a clip from the governor's press conference. And you know what? It may not come along well on YouTube. This morning, uh, pretty early, I started getting some emails and texts from people in different locations in Ohio. Uh, and each one that sent me something once actually sent a picture uh, were concerned about the crowded bars in their area last night. And we continue to learn as this moves forward uh, what, how contagious uh, this coronavirus is. Uh, several things I've read uh, indicate it's twice as contagious as the flu. Uh, we also know that it's much, much, much more deadlier than than the flu. So the social distancing is, is absolutely vitally, vitally important. We're two days away from St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day when people, people get together uh, and crowding the bars. Uh, and so based upon all, all of this, and based upon the fact of where we are at this point, in this pandemic, we are literally at a crucial, crucial, crucial stage. Um, Dr. Acton uh, will be signing an order uh, that all bars in the state and all restaurants uh, will close at 9 o'clock tonight. How long this order will be in effect, uh, we don't frankly know. Carry out food. Is still allowed and certainly encouraged. If you can walk in uh, and, and, and buy a donut, buy coffee, uh, walk in, buy coffee, and walk out. Okay, so what Governor DeWine said there, he was flanked by his lieutenant governor. Overseas now in the state. Oh, for crying out loud. All right. So, sorry about that. There was a, another video started playing automatically when I didn't want it to. Um, the Gov said um, a few weeks ago, no gatherings of people, uh, more than 100 people. So, Friday night, I was out working, driving. I drive people around for a living. And... The bars were rather dead. Saturday night, I missed out. 
Um, I, I did well Friday night financially, but Saturday people told me the bars were packed again. So the whole fear of uh, no more than a hundred people in a, a place at a time went out the window Saturday night and we were all back to our normal traits, um, normal habits. It, it, this crack just cracked me up. Um, so, you know, the stores have started limiting uh, the uh, amounts of items that you can buy because people are just hoarding. Um, and this is the government and the media are making us scared, less than informative. Now it's they're scaring people. Um, and that's why you see people hoarding the toilet paper. Uh, I heard the stores like Walmart were crazy again today, which uh, Walmarts are now closing overnight because there's so many people in the stores, they cannot restock the shelves. That's why they have to close at night. They're sanitizing the store for one. This is from a, a direct from a Walmart employee I, I gave a, a ride to tonight. Um, but they they can't restock because the, the aisles are so packed with people. So in order to restock properly, they are uh, closing at 11 p.m. from now on uh, and then reopening at 6 a.m. so that their night crew can clean the store and restock the shelves. So this is uh, turned interesting, scary. Um, the CDC, Center for Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, is now urging a nationwide halt to gatherings of more than 50 people for the next eight weeks, citing the risk of coronavirus. This is, uh, do you believe, from ABC News. Um, the Federal Reserve, hey, they got off their butts and did something for once. The Federal Reserve made an emergency interest rate cut to zero on Sunday night. Uh, outdoor retailers are EI, casino and motel giant MGM Resorts, athletic clothing chain Lou Lemon, never even heard of that, and more have joined the cascade of businesses announcing closures. Iraq and Lebanon said Sunday they were grounding flights as the, as the two let me restart that. Iraq and Lebanon said that they were grounding flights as the two crisis-hit nations announced new measures to spread the, slow the spread of COVID-19. A slew of new states and cities announced plans to close schools and severely restrict their nightlife by shuttering bars and restaurants and clubs, allowing takeout only or cutting hours. Chad Wolf, 
acting secretary of the Department of Homeland Security said Sunday that it was unacceptable that U.S. travelers at airports have been thrown into chaos in the aftermath of a travel ban on European countries. But Wolf said conditions have now improved. So this, I think they're overstepping. Um, I want to see, pardon me. As you know, and you're going to find out as you listen to me, uh, I, I listen a lot to the Joe Rogan podcast. And he said, you know, he was at a, a fight with an MMA event with about 20,000 and some odd people. Uh, he went out to the uh, comedy store, which is a bar that all uh, stand-up comedians go to and stand up and tell their jokes. And he said, you know, yeah, at first people were doing the elbow bump and all these things that we've been told to do. Uh, not touching, hugging, high-fiving, shaking hands. But after a few hours, people were back to their old ways. So I, I want to see how rapidly this spreads in Las Vegas, the bigger cities, uh, even uh, you know the area I live in. I live near Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, if the bars were packed on Saturday... And this is as lethal as they say, or easily spread as they say, we should see an outbreak of more than one person in that county getting the coronavirus. Okay? One person in Trumbull County, Ohio, has come down with coronavirus. And I don't want to see anyone get sick, hurt, killed over this. But the fact of the matter is we are being fear-mongered and pushed into a corner by the government. This is taking food off of people's tables. The waitresses, it, it hurt them when the restaurants cut hours on Friday Remember my last podcast, I told you a waitress, or pardon me, bartender, waitress, whatever she was, that had 14 years of experience, was going to give up her job so that other waitresses with children could work uh, the shift that she was being offered, the afternoon turn shift, because the restaurant she was working at had to cut the lunch hour because business was slacking and also that these younger women were going to now have to stay home with their children because schools are closed indefinitely. Now, the initial school closure here in Ohio was um, three weeks that started starts tomorrow and now people are saying it may be closed through the end of the school year like they may just toss the 2020 school year out the window 
and whatever grades, I guess whatever grades you have now are your grades going forward. Um, now, I don't, that was just a rumor I heard. So don't quote me on that. As far as I know, Ohio schools are closed through the next three weeks. Um, but this thing of limiting people's ability to go out to eat, as the governor said, and out to bars with how quickly this spreads and supposedly how deadly it is. Um, it, it's, it's bothersome that they're taking choice away from people. It should be your choice to go out and potentially expose yourself to risk. I know that's not the political nicey-nice thing to say, politically correct, but that's how it ought to be. Um, and, and that is that. Uh, um, I, can't, I can't put it any simpler. Government has taken over our lives in the name of our safety. And they will do it again. I had somebody, uh, saw somebody on Twitter, a conspiracy theorist, say, you know, or maybe it was one of my buddies on Facebook. That I Things are kind of blurry right now. Because um, I'm inundating myself with a lot of information at once. But anyways, this was just a tidbit. Um, someone said that, you know, what is ye diff, what, how to hell with it, uh, what is, how many people have been injected with microchips secretly through this, uh, test, which he's probably wrong on that because, the test is a nasal swab. They stick a, a glorified big Q-tip up your snout and swab your nose for the virus. Um, but when the vaccine comes out, maybe that's what he meant. How many people are going to be microchipped with the alleged vaccine? Uh, I've heard you know some doctors are close to a vaccine already. I don't know about that. Um... I heard a doctor in Israel had something going on with a vaccine, uh, which that would be very cool. But uh, right now, th this government's out of control. Um, it was one thing to ban travel from other countries that are rampant with this. It was one thing to warn us to stay inside. It's a whole nother concept to cause hoarding and panic. And I saw a guy tonight, and I'll wrap this video up. I pulled into my local sheets, and they have these, uh, first thing I noticed was they have, they have like little picnic tables with a, it's like an umbrella over top, but it's like an all steel, all weather, year round contraption. Those were taped off with caution tape. And you can't sit outside sheets now 
in open air and eat your, you know, slightly gasoline-flavored sheets treats. That's considered dining in. You know you're outside <laughs> and it's open air. It's called dining in and it's it's blocked off. You can't do it. But the other thing I saw was uh, some goofy guy, um, white guy, of course, and he had uh, the very large uh, red gasoline cans, plastic gasoline containers in the back of his SUV, and he was stockpiling gasoline as if that's going to be the next thing that comes up short. And if idiots like him start hoarding gasoline, the price will go up and it will be the next shortage. But right now, we're the largest oil producer in the world and we're consuming what we produce. Uh, gas prices have been dropping. Uh, I filled up at $1.789. I don't know what that extra little nine is they put in the price, but... Um, Anyways, I filled up at a dollar seventy-nine. You might as well say uh, the other day, which is the first time uh, that's happened in over a decade, to my recollection. So, um, but I think that's more of a case of that's nothing to do with the corona. That's to do with uh, a, a oil war between the United States, Russia, and. Uh, Saudi Arabia anyways so I'm going to wrap this COVID vir oh, I'm not supposed to say COVID on YouTube uh, I'm going to wrap this pandemic virus up right now and do a separate cast on um, the Democrat race as I see it now so, good night. God bless you. Pray for one another. And uh, pray we all get through this coronavirus. It is no, no joke, but um, we, we will live and we will get through it. God bless you. Hey, guys. So, that was segment number one. Here comes segment number two, which is what I really wanted to talk to you about tonight. And that is the Democrat. Our pod listeners had to get the old stogie stoking back up. That's why you heard that long <laughs> dead air sound. But uh, in the Democrat primary, let's look at some numeros. Joe Biden last 
I looked had a two hundred point a two hundred delegate lead over crazy Uncle Bernie. And uh well let's just get the old white guy jokes out of the way. Uh could you get two kookier, crazier old white guys into this race? Um, people like Andrea, or pardon me, Alexandria. I keep calling her Andrea. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or sometimes called Alexandria Sandy Ocasio-Watch-Cortez. You know, she's in on the uh, Bernie side of it. A lot of young people are Cardi B um, and a few others. But let's see where we can find the just find the damn delicate count. Um, but the the goal in the Democrat primary is to get to. 1,991 delegates. Let me just get my notes out that I have. Uh, last count. This is unofficial, but we'll just round numbers off because it doesn't matter. Um, Bernie had a little over 600, and Biden had a little bit over 800 delegates in their, their counts. Now, this Democrat convention <clears throat> is all about delegates. It's more about delegates than it is about the people's vote. And isn't that hilarious that the party that wants to do away with the Electoral College because Republicans keep beating them in the Electoral College uh, for president. But they have this system that's so rigged that they have superdelegates whose vote counts more than that of a regular delegate for one. For two, why do you need superdelegates? Why can't you have... The people vote, elect the delegate to go to the convention and vote for their candidate. And whoever has the most delegates at the convention wins. Well, that would be easy. And that would be fair and that would be power to the people. We wouldn't want that. So let's see how many Democrats are left. This may not work the way I want it to. Okay. It's not. Delegate Tracker NPR. Let's see if this has anything. 
it, basically, I don't think that at this point it's possible. Okay, so in the last seven days, delegate numbers have changed. Biden is at 890 delegates. Sanders is at 736. Let's see here. Uh, and there are 168 other delegates out there. So let's see. Okay, scroll, scroll, scroll. March 10th, there was nobody. Oh, there was a March 14th primary. That's where they picked up a few delegates. Um, so delegates left. You have 67 in Arizona. You have 219 in Florida, 155 in Illinois, 136 in Ohio, <clears throat> Georgia, you have 105, Puerto Rico, 51, Alaska, 15, Hawaii, 24, Louisiana, 54, Wyoming, 14, Wisconsin, 84, Connecticut, 60, Delaware, 21, Maryland, 96, New York, 274, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, 186, Rhode Island, 28 delegates, um, Guam has seven, Kansas has 39, Indiana has 82, Nebraska has 29, West Virginia has 28, Kentucky 54 delegates, Oregon 61, the District of Columbia, also known as Washington DC, 20 delegates, uh, Montana 19, New Jersey, New Jersey, Jersey Shore, has 126, New Mexico, 34, and South Dakota, 16, and the Virgin Islands, the last primary state on June 6th, has seven delegates. Now, Bernie will fight on to the end, I do believe. He'll go to the convention. Um, and looking at the del number of delegates left, there are enough that somebody at this point, especially with the number Sanders has, or pardon me, with the number either of them has, but definitely Biden has a shot at getting to the 1,991 now that it's down to two people. Pardon me. The, the two guys in Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi is still hanging in there. Last I checked, there was a hashtag trending, let Tulsi debate. And uh, they're saying she doesn't meet the requirements to be on the debate stage with these two clowns. Uh, she's probably the most coherent, intelligent person left in the Democratic primary, however. And she is a moderate uh, but she's she's not with the Democratic establishment. 
So they're going to keep Tosh out. And she is hot too, by the way. She works out. She's a military woman. Good looking gal. Um, unfortunately married. So I shouldn't be saying those things. Uh, let's see here. Let's talk about the Democrat brokered convention. Delegates who are committed to a candidate who is for is far short can switch to a front runner in a brokered convention. So if nobody hits the magic number of 1,991 and the convention becomes brokered, the delegates who are with a candidate who, let's say like Tulsi, who may have like one delegate, they can switch to Sanders or Biden and put them over the top. Elizabeth Warren's delegates can switch from Warren to Biden or Sanders, okay? These are Democrat Party rules. So basically, here, what the Bernie bros need to do is to lobby other delegates to vote for Bernie. Now, you have these 771 superdelegates who will be eligible to vote on a second ballot if no one reaches the 1,991 delegates on the first ballot. These are all Democrat members of Congress. So all of the Democrat congressmen, and uh, I would assume senators too, sometimes people get House and Senate confused, all Democrat Congress members, all Democrat governors, 400 members of the Democrat National Committee, assorted Democrats uh, made up of former presidents and vice presidents. Uh, Right now, Bloomberg's people This is what a lot of people are theorizing. In a brokered convention, Mike Bloomberg may come out the winner and the Democrat Party may shist Biden and Sanders because here's what's happening. Bloomberg's people are already wooing delegates. Uh, An important thing to note here is that the Democrat National Committee let Bloomberg in the race late. They changed the debate rules so that Bloomberg could participate in the debates. Okay? The party nominating committee can change rules and is ultimately responsible for how a nominee is chosen. So, you have an outside shot that Bloomberg and the DNC can screw both Biden and Sanders in this. It is very possible that they could just go into this brokered convention and say, okay, first ballot, nobody got it. Now, superdelegates, 
we want you to support Mike Bloomberg. And if you care about your congressional seat, your Senate seat, your governorship, and you want our support, you better back Bloomberg. They can also take this and go uh, with uh, a lot of people are saying that Michelle Obama could come from out of nowhere or Hillary could rear her ugly head again. I don't think that can happen. But I do think that Mike Bloomberg could sneaky snake his way in there. Uh, As far as Joe Biden goes, uh, he's always kidded around about he's a gaffe machine. He makes a lot of gaffes and says a lot of uh, funny, stupid things. He's beyond that at this point. Uh, I, I think you can honestly say some level of senility is setting in with this guy. Uh, he's just not all there. I'm, and, you know, you can say what you want to say about me. Uh, Bernie Sanders, I mean, they're both older than Donald Trump. I mean, some people say, well, Trump's like 73 and eats Big Macs every day. Bernie had a damn heart attack. And God bless him. Was back up and kicking in a few days. Try that in uh, your socialized medicine countries, Bernie. But nonetheless, you know, he got his stints and was back on the campaign trail uh, going batshit crazy. But uh, then you have, you know, creepy, sleepy, comeback Joe Biden. Um, just total I, I don't even know what in the blue hell Barack Obama was thinking when he said he was the best vice president America has ever had uh, and I don't know when Obama said that but Obama's not changing that story any um, damn cigar went out again because I'm talking too much well anyway so Uh, Let's look back here for a moment. You had... um, A feller... Sorry, podcasters. I'm puffing on my stogie to get it going. You had a fellow by the name of... Teddy Roosevelt, who uh, the Republican Party tried to hide him as vice president when uh, McKinley was elected president. And unfortunately, Governor or President McKinley, excuse me, was um, assassinated by an anarchist at, I do believe, the World's Fair and whatever it was. And so... Teddy Roosevelt was thrown into service as president and did a pretty good job. Uh, You had Lyndon Baines Johnson, the most famous, um, well, I shouldn't say the most famous, but he took over after Kennedy was assassinated and carried forth Kennedy's uh, civil rights plans. And he's responsible for the civil rights uh, 
legislation. A lot of Republicans worked with him on that. And uh, he was able, because he was a con, because Johnson was a congressman and a deal maker as a congressman, he was able to uh, get deals and get things passed through Congress. So I think those were two much better vice presidents than Joe Biden. Joe Biden did absolutely nothing as vice president except uh, occasionally say stupid things. There was even a point where uh, during his uh, re-election campaign in 2012, uh, people thought that Obama would drop Biden and pick up Hillary to help put him over the top. But the Republicans ran such a horrible candidate named Mitt Romney, who was supposed to be Mr. Middle of the Road, Mr. You know, that looks like the guy at the supermarket who approves your check, uh, Mr. Big Businessman who laid off thousands of people in order to save corporations. That's not going to appeal to the working class. Anyhow, Mittens Romney uh, versus Barack Obama was a no-brainer. Obama was going to win that one. Um, But anyhow, there have been much greater vice presidents than Joe Biden. I got a lot of it off track there. But you go through history and see, uh, for a very long time, vice presidents did nothing. Uh, The first vice president to really uh, step in and fill the shoes of the prior president was probably uh, Johnson after uh, Lincoln was assassinated. And actually, John Wilkes Booth was the South's worst enemy because Lincoln wanted to restore the Union where uh, his successor wanted to punish the South uh, for their stupidity. But um, nonetheless, Biden is not the best vice president America's ever had. He's not uh, a presidential contender. Biden, Sanders, and Bloomberg will not stand up against Donald Trump. Now, this coronavirus is crippling the economy. And, well, stocks did bounce back up on um, Friday after the president and his team came out and calmed the nation. But some of the things that these governors are doing now Uh, is hurting the economy and is hurting people. And it's a telltale sign six months before the election. If the economy is good, the incumbent gets reelected. Okay. Uh, Obama may be the exception to that rule, but the economy wasn't as atrocious as Fox News made it sound. Uh, prior to Obama's re-election. So, 
Trump needs to get this corona thing under control. He's done all he can. Well, I'm getting off topic here about the Democrats and their debate and things. But, um, yeah, if the Democrats... Let me wrap this podcast up before I go off the off the charts. If you go into a broker convention, a lot of people I know that are more savvy than even I are saying that Mike Bloomberg will come out of a brokered convention the Democrat nominee. I can see that because I see what Biden and Sanders have to offer. They look horrible on television. They sound completely off the rails. Um, And Bloomberg could be uh, the most formidable person. Now, he spent half a billion dollars, and he said he'll spend $2 billion of his money to keep Trump from getting reelected. But a half a billion dollars got him one win, and it was either American Samoa or well, Guam still has it, has to vote, so it was America Samoa is the one delegate that Mike Bloomberg picked up. Uh, nothing against the American Samoa Islands. Uh, they're lovely people, great, beautiful, beautiful territory. Uh, and a lot of great wrestlers have come from the American Samoas. But, uh, you know... Mike, little Mike, mini Mike, he's not going to stand up against Trump. Uh, He'll stand up to Trump, but he's got the personality of a piece of cardboard. Um, Even if he chooses Hillary as his running mate, uh, I'm sorry, the poor woman's in terrible health. She was collapsing and passing out, and she was trying to match Trump at the end for... uh, you know, campaign rally to campaign rally. And, I mean, Trump was having midnight rallies the day before the primary, or the presidential election. (coughs) Excuse me. The Hillary... The Hillary coronation election. And I was wetting my whistle there, if you heard me guzzling little moonshine to kill that corona and uh you know hillary was fainting she was collapsing so the woman's not in good health bernie and biden are not in good health i don't give a good god gosh darn if donald trump eats big macs and drinks 27 Diet Cokes a day and takes um, tons of Sudafed. There was a, a picture of him eating his taco salad and there was a dresser drawer open next to it. That could have been Photoshopped, but it was filled with Sudafed, which is an amphetamine. Uh, I don't care. 
Hell, Donald Trump could shoot me in the middle of Fifth Avenue, and I'd still vote for him over these two people. So, or these three people, Biden, Bloomberg, and Bernie. Uh, and, you know, I think that, uh, I think Bernie Sanders is the most humanoid of all of them. He means well. Uh, he's just so far out there with his ideals on socialism. I could never support the guy. So with that, uh, there's a little explanation of what a brokered convention could do. I got a little bit off topic there once I put my notes and charts and graphs down. But nonetheless, um, God bless you. Pray for one another. Pray for our leaders. And uh, stay healthy, my friends. Good night. God bless.